Hello everyone, my name is Jesse Myers, and today we're going to be talking about and reading through John 15 verses 9 through 17. It begins with Jesus continuing a kind of sermon or message to his 12 disciples after dinner. This is what it says. I have loved you even as the Father has loved me. Remain in my love. When you obey my commandments, you remain in my love just as I obey my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have told you these things so that you will be filled with my joy. Yes, your joy will overflow. This is my commandment. Love each other in the same way I have loved you. There is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one's friends. You are my friends if you do what I command. I no longer call you slaves because a master doesn't confide in his slaves. Now you are my friends, since I have told you everything the Father told me. You didn't choose me. I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit, so that the Father will give you whatever you ask for using my name. This is my command. Love each other. This passage is pretty dense, in my opinion. I read it and we can't divorce it from its context of the first few verses of John 15, which as a recap is where Jesus is talking about him being the vine, his disciples being branches, and through him they will produce fruit. And if they don't produce fruit, the gardener who is the father, God, will prune off branches that don't produce fruit so that the rest of the plant can produce lasting life. And so that's his context. And he talks about how he chooses us. He specifically chose his disciples. We see that throughout the Gospels. He walks along the shoreline or he's in the town, in the city centers, and he points out these men and he chooses them. And the scripture says, you didn't choose me, I chose you. I appointed you to go and produce lasting fruit so that the Father will give you whatever you ask using my name. And the fuller context in the idea of lasting fruit, we see expounded in other pieces of scripture, which sadly we don't have time to talk about. But in this passage specifically, Jesus is talking about love. We see the word love a whole lot in this passage. Love each other. There's no greater love than to lay down your life. Um, love each other. Like it's just all over. Love each other. It's clear that Jesus had a mission and his mission, the cap of it is loving one another as he loved us. And the first time I ever read this passage, I was at a summer camp in the summer before my junior year. So I was going into my junior year of high school and I was a pretty average high school student and especially an average high school Christian. I went to youth group, summer camp. I had a Bible, but didn't really read it or think about it. And I like I went to church on Sundays and did that stuff, but I wasn't actively understanding what it had to do with right now. I saw Jesus as something that impacted eternity in terms of after I die. It wasn't important right now. But then I read this passage, and to me, a 16 or 17 year old kid 
who struggled with anxiety, depression, feeling lonely, low self-esteem, and not really thinking that I was worth all that much. Reading the words, you are my friends, I choose you, that rocked my world. I began to see Jesus in a radically different way. I started seeing him as someone who wanted me, which was something that I never really felt before. I never felt like I was wanted all that much. And then I read this story where this guy who's, as we know now, in the aftermath of this story, this guy who died and rose again for our sins, this person who's the king of the universe, created all things, he chose these 12 ragtag guys who were fishermen and tax collectors, washed their feet in radical service, and then told them that he loved them so much that he was willing to put his life down for them, put it all on the line. And I read that, and my mind was blown. Because he's talking about us. He's talking about you and me, our families, our friends, all of us. And when I read it, I realized that Jesus didn't die for sinners just in some disconnected, sacrificial, make God look good kind of way, but in a deeply intimate, relational kind of way. A man with friends and family and feelings and fears was speaking about love and a love that wasn't just physical or emotional, but a love that was action-oriented, a love that did something about how it felt, a love that chose to love, not just fell into the circumstances of it. He loved us so hard that he was willing to die for our sakes and to save us from the powers that are trying to actively destroy community, love, and the fullness of humanity as God dreamed it would be. So as we reflect on this passage, my hope and prayer is that we would begin to look at each other the way Jesus looked at his disciples, not as a bunch of people who aren't deserving, but as people who are chosen and loved and that have been saved by the love of God. That Jesus, when he looks at us, sees people worth saving, not people who are worth ignoring. So my challenge for us today is to think about this Jesus, this friend, and just consider, do we think of him as our friend? And do we view ourselves as a friend of his? Let's pray. Father God, I pray that your spirit would be joined with us, that we would learn through your word and through community how to be one with you, how to remain in your love and produce lasting fruit of loving one another as you have loved us. I pray that throughout our day, we can begin to see others like you see them, not how the world sees them, and that your love would be evident in our actions and in our words and even our thoughts, God. Be present, and we love you so, so much. In your name, amen.